0: Hey guys, welcome to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. We are hosting the Spotify Live at about 1045 on Monday, December 12th, for those of you listening in the future. Uh, The Mavericks held off the Oklahoma City Thunder in what was a shockingly back-and-forth game, which the Mavericks took control of uh, for, for most of the game, but the thunder just would not go away. No matter how many points the Mavericks scored, no matter how many times Luka Doncic answered uh, with a bucket of his own, the, the thunder would come right back. And, you know, I, I honestly just kind of talked with Josh, not really sure what to take away from this game because in broad strokes, winning is good. Uh, and, in you know, Luca played. That was good. Maxi played. That was really good. Josh Green did not play. Uh, his absence is going to be felt eventually. Uh, there were moments of it tonight, like every time Frank Milikina touched the ball and did something weird. Um, but you know, we'll see. All right, so you guys know the drill. Invite yourself up on stage. Let's get off our takes, and then maybe let's go to bed early because they play the cleveland cavaliers on wednesday and for some reason that game starts at 8 p.m dallas time which makes no sense to me but what do i know maybe there's a hockey game going on so uh right now we don't have too many speaker requests so if you got something you want to say now's an ideal time to hop up on stage so coming up first is my man chris hey good how you doing i'm okay you know um honestly like losing fantasy football matchups that was kind of my like that that nightmare of a of a pats cardinals game just crushed me. I'm in like 12 leagues because I love fantasy football, and yeah. I end up losing like four of them just because of that game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. And yeah, yeah talk about the Cavs. They they lost by one against the Spurs and tonight. So hopefully they're not pissed. Wild.
0: <laughs> God, losing to the Spurs is hard.
1: I don't, we haven't even played them yet, have we? I don't think no. we have. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just glad we're not playing the Thunder more than three times this year. We only played them one more time, and sometime later this year we'll go to you know OKC, but. They're one team, they're the true test of a team that you let you think is bad that you can never let up on them, like, the entire game, even the last, what, minute. I mean, it seemed, looked like they were going on a run there when we were up by 11 at one point, and it seemed maybe you dropped it down to, like, seven points or something, but um, you never know. They just don't quit. Uh, credit to them. I mean, I like that, but it's, they're very annoying to play against, and it yeah, seems I mean. like Dort, I mean, he didn't really play all that great this game, but it seems like all the times we've – watch the Thunder play. Dort's always like hitting threes on us, but dang. Uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander, he's, he's crazy good, man. I wish we had him as our second playmaker on the team.
0: That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, and, and I understand why why people weren't were kind of skeptical of his game, but he's just, he's really good. He's special.
1: Yeah, um, he's, he's crafty to get, just he just knows how to get to the basket. I mean, and obviously his free throw, he's like 93% from the free throw line, so he, he can get... He has it, not
0: um, missed and and one this season wow that is a crazy stat for me at least
1: yeah and that team that's just crazy how many how many draft i mean they got like a thousand draft picks coming up and they they could just they can go so many different ways and it's just sad with our team like i don't really know what they're going to do next summer i mean none sure. of us really know but yeah, with Frank Ntilikina being on playing, I mean, Jesus
0: Christ, like he's—he's he's just not I, good. He's not a he's good not. basketball player. I don't care how good his defense is. It's like ah, like if you can't score the ball, if you like you you hes i think he's like one of his last ten from the floor. I just—I can't handle watching him. And I know some people really like him. He's just not for me. I mean, I don't oh. really get a say in this, so I guess it doesn't matter.
1: I'm kind of surprised. I mean, why? I—I I, I guess all the matcher fans are thinking, why haven't they thrown out Hardy again? I mean. He's like already tonight, played.
0: for defensive purposes. Like, the Thunder are rangy and long, and I think Hardy might have gotten – there's some kind of debate on how big Hardy is. He does have quite the wingspan, but he's still, if anything, he's 6'3", 6'4". Like, he's Lou Dort tight.
1: Like yeah. So. But um, with the Mavs hitting, what, 22 threes, but they took like a million, like 54.
0: They hit a 40% clip.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're just – live by the three die by the three and it's just it's sad that whenever we're 25 percent or whatever one night and then missing 10 free throws i mean it doesn't matter how much lucas scores like we're just not gonna our defense and the team i don't know how what they can do to improve on the on that i mean just our defense is horrible and if we're not clicking obviously on the three-point line i mean we're Oh, gonna have these well, games just...
0: not, so the numbers are are better than it feels like with the eye test because they do some things pretty well it's you know tonight they out rebounded the thunder which helps i mean that was kind of the, the saving grace particularly on the offensive end yeah um, so it's you know
1: it could just be going against the teams that are like quick on a tra- in transition especially sure. if maybe luke is complaining one uh, about something or, or you know if we're not making our threes then it seems like a team just goes back real quick and just makes a layup on us and but, um, you know, it's good. This is the first test right here. <laughs> beat a bad team. Beat a team that you're supposed to beat. And, actually, the Thunder really aren't a bad team. They no. just have a bunch of unknowns that that can play. So, uh, Isaiah right. Joe and, and, and we, all, we all know who Dort is, but there's another one. Um,
0: Dort uh, had kind uh, of a rough them. night. Like, Dort – but his shooting is weird. If you were to, like, click his game log, he has particularly <laughs> terrible shooting nights. And he's – him and Giddy kind of secretly help, like, stealth tank them at times. Um, but I, I Luca, I think, loves and hates going against Dort because Dort just beats the hell out of it. <laughs> I know, you got hammered so many plays. I've got to, and you know, I was trying to think about this team,
1: and I think we are far, I think we are worse off this year than what we were last year because last year you can make those excuses Luca coming in I mean, out of Luka shape, didn't play most injuries, of COVID. Yeah, this year is we had an easy ass schedule going into the season. Nobody's been injured yet, really. Yeah. I mean, there's been no COVID misses. I mean, uh really it's just it sucks, but it, it is what it is. We're we are where we are. You're just gonna have to grind out wins. I mean, and just I mean, the like the West is wide open too. So yep. just, just keep trying to win wins and go from there. But yeah, hopefully we can get another win on Wednesday. And I'll be at that game, like I said, on Friday. So hopefully oh, we can which were they playing Friday. Friday? Uh the Trailblazers. That'll be a fun game yeah yeah I think that oh the the last time I saw them in the Trailblazers uh, go against it was the first time I was one of the season openers a few years ago when they first started doing the challenging, we were like the first team that ever uh, that lost against a challenge uh I can't remember how that game ended i just i just re- remember that the other team challenged it and it was not in our favor and we ended up losing the game by like one or two points, so yeah that, that was the game I went to sure. All
0: right, man. Hopefully we'll talk a little later this week. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Talk soon. Bye.
0: All right. Coming up next, we got uh, rain. Welcome back rain. How you doing? Give rain a second. He's probably, I, I haven't called on him this early. We don't have anybody that want to talk tonight, so we'll see how things go. Um, how you doing? It's Not letting rain talk at the moment. Give him a second to figure out the audio, um, Rain. I'm going to punch you and then invite yourself back up, and we'll see if we can uh, if we can figure this out. Random notes in the chat, you know, 16 rebounds on the offensive end is a lot, which is which is the case. Um, particular offensive rebounds is, is certainly the thing. Rain, how you doing? Let's let's try this again.
2: Uh, how's it going this time?
0: Good, good. Thank you.
2: Good, well I, I missed about half the game so I have no idea what what happened in the first half but to piggyback a little bit what we said before what are we doing playing Frank and Likina? Um, I know that and Hardy probably would have been an agent tonight but I'm kind of of the opinion that you need to let that happen a little bit for, just so we can learn how to work around that. Sure. Um, On top of that I think something we managed to win on a rebounding, which is kind of astounding, but I don't know how with playing five-out offense with a bunch of not particularly athletic dudes that we can ever really be a good offensive rebounding team if we don't have people that can sprint in to get that ball after it bounces. Josh Green can do so.
0: Green and Dorian are about it. Dorian had five offensive rebounds and no defensive rebounds.
2: Yeah, so with the amount of athleticism we have, it does look a bit difficult to me. On top of that, let's just hope Dorian, um, not Dorian, uh, THJ continues this heater he's on and builds up his value enough that he might be a movable, not even necessarily a positive asset, just not a negative asset, so we can you know, fool someone else into thinking that he's okay and use him as just a contract.
0: Sure.
2: Um, beyond that, like, he's capable of putting up 20, but he has to hit eight threes to do so. And would play from what I saw today, pretty terribly um, beyond that little stretch at the end. But I will say, at the end of the day... Wood can do more than shoot up put up a bunch of threes, and if he's not shooting, he can attack the basket um, even if today his decision making on his shots was not the best number of times it looked like he could have could have tried to go past his man, but instead he decided to just take like a jump shot don't understand it, but it is what it is we got the win, and um I guess we'll just live with it,
0: yeah I mean that's Realistically, So I, like those of us who do, who, who participate in something like this, it, it's one of these things where we are frustrated with how the team is going. We are frustrated with elements of the process, but at the end of it, you would still take a win that you don't have a ton to say over a loss every day of the week. Cause like, we want them to win.
2: 1,000%. Although, I mean, despite, you know, d- despite how the Bucks game went, watching it back, there was a lot of positive to take back. It's just, if we could
0: hit some fucking three throws, holy shit. Um, how did I thought they did better tonight? I just had the box score pulled up. Let me pull it back up. I you
2: think know, they, look they look were, like, last afterwards. I checked, it was like 18 of 21.
0: That's not, yeah, I'm, I'll take that compared to some of the stuff they've done prior 1821's not bad
2: if we hit you know that percentage that bucks game would have been a wash oh 100%. Hey.
0: i mean that was um, like like you know you're you're you, i don't know if you saw this just because i'm, I'm guessing your 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 day's on a different path than us but mark cuban made news this morning in america i mean news is kind of a strong term but he basically ex- exchanged some messages with Uh, Dallas Morning News is Brad Townsend and basically made note of the correct fact that if the Mavericks had just hit some more free throws, that they would have won like five more games. Um, And it, it frustrated me in the sense of it. He's a hundred percent correct, but it felt like, like just every time he's in the news, I cringe because I'm just like, why no, like is any other owner doing this? But he was right. He's right about this. Like the free throws is a really simple thing. I just, I don't think any of our other criticisms are, are somehow lacking just because some, like the free throws, if we're honest, they're all Luca, like almost all of them are Luca. Like Luca hits one more of his four of 10 the other night. Then this is a different deal. You know, I, as mad as we were, 100%. Jimmy and Reggie, those guys are, I'm sorry, Dorian, those guys weren't, those are were their first free throws. So.
2: No, I just agree. I also saw you said something else about, uh, the shot about, what's his name, Giannis and the shot, the violation yeah, of free that. throws.
0: That was such whining. But, like, I get it, but, but it's also like, that's not why we lost. We lost because they, they missed seven, they, they missed eight free throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and,
2: and in hindsight, we should have known the game was also a wash the minute their best player went out because we can't play when the opposing team is missing their best player. Okay. Um, but on top of that, Maybe we might be in the part of the year where Reggie remembers that he is actually a pretty good basketball player yeah, and can actually shoot. Holy shit. It. You know, if we can you know, if if we can go back in those previous games and plug him in to hit two, maybe, three, maybe. Um, three-pointers, we also probably win another couple more games, but I also go back and hate the argument, oh, if we just make one more three, it's like, well, maybe we should be able to put up more than just a hope and a prayer that That's that would be nice when we have possibly the best basketball player in the world on the team. Um, so, yeah, where do we go from here? Same as we've always said.
0: This is, this is a wild stat for you. Reggie tonight was Reggie's just fourth game of the season where he has hit three or more three pointers. That's that's for as much as he's played and for as many threes as he's taken. That's kind of wild to me, kind of wild. But you know, like you said, I would rather him start to turn the corner. Yep.
2: I mean, it is December. Um, from what I saw, he typically heats up more towards January. But hey, maybe he'll start a little bit earlier. I'll take. Signs uh, we'll, we'll take life. it.
0: Yeah, we'll I don't, take I don't it. expect him to hit 40% every game. I just want to see something that gives me hope towards the future, and I think tonight's game was an example of that.
2: I also think um, tonight was another example of how much impact Green has that doesn't show up in the box score. There is, I mean, towards the end, things just got messy, very messy, and that is where
0: predictable green too. excels mm-hmm. green X- is like that, that X factor where you don't really know what's going to happen I felt like those turnovers were on their way and it was really painful to watch too
2: it definitely was and, uh, I mean also we had a good green game from Spencer he's been down and feeling a little bit down a little bit lately but we'll take him back on the rise
0: that's right great Spencer um, you're right about that near, near triple double
2: so. Yeah, I mean, 10 assists, I, I missed the first half, so I don't know how many turnovers he really had. But, I mean, almost makes up for the turnovers he had in the last two games. Um, but, yeah, as you know, we've always said, maybe if Wood could start. I see a lot of people talking on Reddit about maybe we should go for uh, the guy on the Hawks. But he and Wood are basically the same dude, minus a little bit of offense for defense vice versa a uh, uh,
0: contract to take on, too. I don't really see how it's that It's a big
2: contract. Vulnerable. It's a lot of assets to, to, to bring them back on. Sorry for talking over you there. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's 3 p.m., and I don't have to be depressed for the rest of the day. So that's that's a nice feeling.
0: Well, good, man. We'll talk soon. I hope you come back on uh, one of these games. Got a couple of a couple more. So we'll talk soon. All right.
2: Nice yeah, talk, son. Especially the.
0: All right, let's go next with uh, Tom. Hi, Tom. Welcome back. Hey, Kirk. You got me? I do. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, um, I'm just wondering, I've heard you sort of speaking about Spencer's passing being a bit off in a few of your most recent podcasts. And I've sort of heard it's either Nick or Isaac on the lockdown saying they've just noticed his assist rate going gradually up over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks or so. And with today's 10-assist game, and he could have had a couple more, I think, where Dwight missed in that first quarter a couple of dunks. Do you think um, Spencer's finally maybe starting to get a bit more of that playmaking ability at all? I've just sort
0: of… So this I've is a very that... good question, Tom. This is a very good question, and I think it's, it's important to sort of make this distinction. When Spencer's running the offense and, like, driving and kicking – it's a matter of whether his teammates are making shots, just like with Luca. What I yeah. witness when I talk about whether Spencer can pass, the oops that he threw to Dwight Powell were atrocious. <laughs> like he's – and granted, Luca may have spoiled me. Throwing alley-oops is, is, is an art. So I'm being a bit of a prick about it, but it's just kind of wild to me because the way the offense schemes – you if you get deep enough – What Luka does for Powell is basically throw the ball right over the rims. And what we've seen with Spencer a number of times is he just misses it by about six inches. Which, again, I'm being kind of hypercritical here, but it's enough to where it's like, Now, what I will say is I'm glad that he's trying. Because I do think that with enough practice in-game situations, maybe they start to connect.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think he's starting to do it a bit, go for those oops a bit more. and I, I don't know. I feel like they're getting closer, but, yeah, you might be right. Maybe uh, those ones were just a bit off to Dwight, and that's why he couldn't get those two jams in
0: the well, first Well, I'll quarter. remember this from the rest of my life. When Luca was a rookie, he and DeAndre Jordan could not connect on alley oops. It was rough yeah. for a while. <laughs> And now look at what Luca does. So I just think it's a matter of practice. Like these guys are so skilled. I feel I'm pretty. I'm pretty hopeful. It's just when he misses one badly, it really upsets me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's hard
3: to watch, especially after seeing Luca like throw them up out of nowhere and just in the perfect spot.
0: That's right. That's right.
3: All right. Uh, that's about all I've got,
0: Kirk. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Talk soon. Okay, we're talking longer than I thought. This is nice. Um, let's go to Brandon. How are we doing?
4: Kirk, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I'm okay. It's, uh, these Monday games, they always kind of throw me for a loop because I'm just, like, getting through the day, and then it's, oh, hey, three more hours, four more hours of work, basketball.
4: <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder the players, if they rather play coming off of the weekend, like on a Monday, if they rather play going into a weekend, like on a Saturday, early
0: I bet these dudes are just thrilled to not have back-to-backs because, like, the Mavericks played – they played Friday, Saturday after playing, I want to say, Monday, Tuesday – or Tuesday, Wednesday. It's like these guys are playing a ton of basketball this month. They have 17 games in December.
4: It seemed like it's totally different than what – last year, it seemed like they had a lot of stretches between when they played. I I would be like, man, what are these guys playing? Or I would look and I wouldn't see many back-to-backs, but this year – it's like back to back spaced in another back to back. So I guess I wonder, yeah.
0: that's a good question. I wonder if they're getting a lot of them out of the way because I feel like we have seen, we just went through two back to backs. They have another this Friday and Saturday. And I feel like they played a number in, um, uh, what was it? The yeah, so there's one here in October, there's another in November. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. That's it. In, because they my understanding was at one point in time they, they really don't want teams to have more than like twelve to fourteen back to backs. Mm. The Mavericks have played at least six and we're only halfway through December.
4: I, I kinda wonder with the Mavericks Mavericks season not being uh I guess as competitive or as exciting as the other teams in the division if NBA would ever consider flexing games like the NFL flex games to, to put more competitive teams on prime time.
0: They do, but they have to wait until football is done. Mm. So if you were to, like, check the Lakers' schedule, and if they're not – like, they have a ton of backloaded uh, NBA TV or, like, NBA uh, national television games, starting, like, February 10th or so, those start to get flexed off. But uh-huh. right now, it's it's certainly not the case, which, like, it drove me nuts last year when the Mavericks used to get – they got waxed on national TV. I want to say at one point in time, they had lost, like, nine straight national TV games. It was just awful to cover them. It's like, cool, hey, the – because it's like the Christmas Day game last year was yeah. uh, Jalen Brunson and Chris Stapps Porzingis leading the way <laughs> against the Jazz, and they got they got, they got got the shit kicked out of them. It's like, that was fun. So, we, I, we'll – We'll see more. I mean, the Mavericks at the moment, they actually have a pretty good amount of national TV games second half of the year. It's nice.
4: I mean, and to me, I, it's like whenever they play on ABC, it sucks because I'm like, these dudes don't even watch the Mavericks, so they'll find a point and just go all over it. I'm like, man, sure. it's going to be terrible. The way that they just make the Mavericks seem like the freaking Washington Generals but <laughs> It's terrible. But, I mean, um, I think today – Kind of show that the Mavericks, well, I I, kind of have to give, in a way, kids some credit because I noticed that um, I was looking at the shots and I noticed that they weren't taking the same type of shots in the second half as they were in the first half. Um, I mean, they still shot a lot of threes, but it seemed like they were more, um, where they were shooting at was more consistent in the second half. But it's still not a lot of still not a lot of in-game adjustments with these guys. And I kind of have to believe that, you know, in a kid's defense in some ways because, I mean, you just can't – they don't have the talent to adjust. And just like the last quarter, I mean, to me, if the Thunders had good defenders and they would have blitzed the Mavericks, they could have – like on the full-court press, they could have made it hard for those guys to, you know – get past half court because i remember in the playoff time uh, i believe when they were playing the clippers one time the clippers had blitzed them and tim and a couple of guys were having a hard time coming off a half court
0: Um, oh gosh yeah uh, so a friend of mine that has more that that writes for 538 has more advanced data at his fingertips shared with me that luca actually gets picked up the furthest from the basket more frequently than any other player in the nba like he gets picked up on average at half court so because the basketball feet basketball court's 90 feet long i think that's right 94 Mm -hmm. feet long so he gets picked up at around 48 feet uh almost every almost every time which like curry gets picked up at like 45 feet something like that so the goal with most teams is to try to wear luca down and make him pass it to other guys I think that that what you just suggested is is probably a small, but the the flip side is you have to have the defenders that can actually do it. Um, Lou Dort is a is one who can do it. Like that dude, that dude reminds me of like a psychotic middle linebacker. He was just all up on Luca the whole time. Really effective stuff.
4: A piss. and that's it. Seemed like whenever people have when Luke has those pests on him, it's kind of hard for him. Um, but you may remember this game. I believe they were playing the Clippers, and it was like the fourth quarter, and um, it was a couple of 10-second violations called on the mask because they couldn't get it past half court. And I'm like, man, I I believe Tim was in the game. Um, It could have been Jalen that was in the game as well, too, one of the games where he wasn't playing very well. And I was like, man, it's just they they were really exposed, and I'm kind of surprised the teams didn't really, you know, don't really just like – Dispose the Mavs ball handling by trying to
0: push him more often. I agree more often. I really agree because there was one play towards the final two minutes where Reggie had to dribble from like the corner to half court. Yeah. And it was, it needed like Benny Hill music because he's just not a confident dribbler.
4: Yeah. Throw him and Frank in the backcourt is going to be trouble. (laughs) Yeah. But, and one more thing I just, I just feel like, you know, Josh green, he kind of, you know, is developing. And if you think about some of the uh some of the old school greats that really just like um kind of reinvented themselves, like I mean, he'll never be a Scotty Pippen, but just him for example, if you remember Scotty wasn't a good outside shooter, you know, he wasn't good at slashing, right. but over a while he kind of developed that that baby sky hook from the free throw line and he got kinda nice with that mid range J. Even Sean Marion, whenever he lost his his ups, oh, you know, that. he kind of what shot
0: you're talking about. It was like a ten foot turnaround that was weird as shit. Yeah, I watching it every time.
4: Yeah, he took a page out of Kareem's book, but you know, and guys like that, they you know, they kind of just worked on their crafts and developed themselves. And I'm kind of like, you know, that's what you know. Some of the older guys like Dorian, them they gotta you know think outside the box and think about how they could reinvent themselves because you know they're not they're not getting any better doing the same thing.
0: That's true. Though I will say, I think Dorian over the last three seasons has gotten a lot better going off the dribble. Whereas I remember like Luca's second year, where he really started to break out in shooting, I was like, okay, that's all he can do. And then Kid gave him some credit, some freedom last year to to slash to the basket. He's had some nice like rim rocking dunks, but any sort of like offensive stuff, where it's like, uh, you got to be. There are certain guys in the Mavericks who it's like, if you want to give them the ball, they have to be dribbling with a direction. (laughs) Because it's like if Dorian yeah. puts the ball on the floor and like sizes somebody up, it's like, oh no! <laughs> I think sort of
4: Dorian, I, mean. I think Dorian worked really hard to get to where he's at. If Absolutely. you remember, people kind of looked at him as, and it was kind of crazy how they just considered him to be like a high energy guy that just come out and just run around and really didn't have a role, just give him good minutes, oh, just clap. Like but now he kind of, you know, he 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 was like a two point a minute guy, play like fifteen minutes. Him and Maxie were just like sure. I guess, high-energy guys, but they created their own style. Maxie became a defender. Dorian became, you know, kind of, I guess what you want to call a 3 and D guy, which, you know, his rookie year and his second year, you probably wouldn't have imagined it from him or, or even from Maxi.
0: Well, I watched Dorian shoot like a billion three-pointers at two summer leagues, and I was ready to cut bait, which he was 23, 20, maybe he was like 24 at that time. Yeah. And then he comes into Luka, and then the last third of the year, I think he starts. he goes from shooting like – mid, it's like kind of low 30s, and all of a sudden he's hitting 38% from three, and then he starts off the next year, Luca's that was the year the Mavericks started off with KP, him and Luca and KP looking amazing, mm-hmm. and Luca or, and Dorian started off kind of rough, and then he just found it again, and sort of has never looked back, I mean, Dorian has been probably the, other than, you know, like, obviously drafting Luca and Brunson, Dorian has probably been the Mavericks' single biggest success in terms of front office, both you know, free agency drafting because, you know, he was, a, he was an undrafted guy. Yeah, Anybody – I can't think of really anybody else in the last 10 years other than Dorian.
4: J.J. was JJ, – uh, J.J. wasn't drafted JJ by J.J.
0: was, me. but if you think back to it, J.J. was drafted an undrafted free agent guy in, like, 2006.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: he was with the team for a long time.
4: For a long time. Went to Minnesota and came back, but, yeah. Yeah, Dorian – and, and this, one last thing, um, Rick – I mean to credit him, like I said before, he he's not super at developing people, but what he did to a lot of those teams, you know, to to make something out of nothing was was kinda, you know, a testimony of his ability to coach. Like I said, his he would micromanage timeouts and call sets and kinda take the guys confidence away whenever they could probably play back through it. But to what you know, to what he did, kinda like you said about Tim, they gave him a, a job and Tim would fulfill it. And I think a lot of that uh, attributes that they have now goes back to you know Rick really making them guys good at what they can do.
0: Yeah. Uh well this has been funny you got anything else?
2: Nah
4: no nah, man I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Sure. Talk soon. Be back here on Wednesday because I can't every time I'm like, I don't know if I want to do one of these tonight then I'm like, ah I'm gonna have a bunch of people mad at me if I don't do them. Frank, how you doing buddy? Yeah, you can I hear me? you there? Yeah, I got okay, you.
5: There we are. Uh, I'll keep it quick. You were talking about hearing uh, Cuban talk about if we made a few more free throws. I think Chuck Cooper's scene came out with like a more official thing. If, if we had just hit league average, whatever, it was like 76.8 or 78.6, blah, 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 that we would have five more wins, yep. and then one of the games would have went to overtime. So that's a toss-up based on that. So that puts us like tied for second or first if which I know is just but I'm just elaborating on what
0: sure no no it's it's worth pointing out I mean my my sort of counter to that is that the the I want to say that the uh Memphis Grizzlies might be the worst they are. Free throw they percentage are. team in the league yeah and they're doing this fine. uh okay. we
5: are the worst <laughs> cl- like clutch or fourth quarter or something we're the worst in the league when it comes to the fourth quarter
0: yeah which i mean it's it's still relatively small sample size so it's like they can get it together but like the uncomfortable element of is it though is it's is 25% it the first... of the way to the season well but the, the, the it comes back to the fact that it's all luca like when luca shoots you know 10 of the 24 or whatever it is you shoot per game and if he's off then it drags the percentages down and he's been ass
5: Indeed, yeah, and then Cuban man, made me think you were talking about him. Have you or or Mass Moneyball? Have you guys uh, are
0: you guys trying like getting him back on, or is he just like ignoring all else? Is he leaving? No, I don't ask. He asked me last time. That's a good question. He asked me, and you know, I've got a lot of heat for not being an unruly dick to him, which is just you know, I'm, I'm not an asshole to people. I'm an asshole about things, and I don't really, you know, I would chat with him again, I suppose, but. I don't want to get like I don't want to get into an argument with the owner of the team. Like that's not that doesn't serve either of us, you know? If if he would spend a little less time worrying about local media and a little more time worrying about making the team better, everybody would be happier.
5: Yeah, do you buy into like when people post those screenshots of like you know this person, this high-profile person liked this dumb tweet or something? Do you buy into that, or do you think that stuff screenshot? He oh, liked I
0: think it? no, no. Cuban loves screen like using Twitter as a means to highlight things he both agrees and disagrees. Well, dude, he
5: he liked a tweet the other day. I'm sure you saw it where it was like get Luca help or Luca has no help. I don't yes. know. I just I'm like, did he? He, he disagreed. I
0: I feel pretty confident in that. Like. <laughs> mark wants to make the team better like i'm not that asinine about it it's just it's like they had a plan set out in 2020 which was to keep cap space open and figure out a way to go sign Giannis and not flood their books and in 2022 they don't have Giannis. they don't have a second star and they have really bad books and so it's just like man they walked into the trap that they didn't want to set for mm-hmm.
5: them well dude you're incredibly profound and at my request, you should. You guys should totally be trying to get him back on there. I know you guys talked about kind of botching. You guys punted the first one. You know, he probably oh my, caught it was you guys my off. My son's
0: birthday. My wife was so fucking mad at me that I was doing this.
5: Indeed. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be great to hear you guys give it. Not not really give it to him, but I mean, like, don't not say what you want to say because not not that, not that you didn't, but
0: just no, I didn't. You need, you need I but to- it it's like like my question would have been like explain why you kept donnie nelson on staff when he was utterly unprepared for 2019 free agency and then stormed out of the draft room in 2020 why did you keep why did you try to extend him he's not gonna answer that
5: i wouldn't blame of course not that's that's like yeah i mean it's he's they ask J Kid, "Oh, how did you? How did me uh, Gumiquin? Oh, I thought he was good on offense, and he, like he's not going to tank their value by telling right. you that. Just look at him. Uh, they'll pan. Okay, somebody throws the ball to bounce, and then they pan to him, and what he's doing. He's scratching his head, like, oh my, like that. There, there's your real. That's the real answer when you when you see him scratching his head, and you know, yeah, you know, we talk that's about right. oh, hands in the pocket, not coaching. He maybe, um, and I'm not to not to justify him not being an active coach, but. Maybe he's just so fed up with how shitty of a roster he was handed. It's like, oh, I get to coach Luca, But then you also have to try to dig these guys up with no skill out of the mud. So he's just getting frustrated because, you you know, he's obviously an asshole. He's just doing a lot better job as of... a
0: For sure. Kid's hilarious about that sort of stuff. But... Well, thanks so much, Frank. Anything <laughs> else?
5: No, nah, man. Have a good night.
0: See ya. All right. Talk soon. Let's go to Logan. Hey, Logan, what's going on? How's it going? Just enjoying a beverage. Not Probably shouldn't be having a beverage. going to work in the morning. But what are you going to do?
6: Yeah. Um. So I thought it's interesting that, like, what you think would be missing with Josh Green, I guess you can say is missing whatever, like, energy, some wing defense, right? Like, his best traits. But what's funny is the Mavs – have so much of a need for, like, connective passing and guys putting the ball on the ground and and attacking that, like, even though that's, like, his thing that he's developing, which just kind of goes back to, you've said before, like, if he's this important, that's really bad, but I just think it's funny that, like, even more glaring than the defense and the energy is, like, that he's one of the only, he's, like, the third guy that makes passes and puts the ball on the floor besides Dinwiddie. And so, like, and that's why Frank had, that's why Frank had to put the ball on the floor a lot tonight. You're like, why would the guy playing Josh's minutes dribble that much? And it's like, oh, wow, we have needed Josh to do that because he's like attacking screens a lot more. And, uh, just in general, like they're kind of like giving him leeway to do that. And he's kind of becoming one of those. I mean, like, you know, the term connecting passers and people think of like Lonzo Ball or like Joe Ingles, like those are like some of the really good ones. And I have a lot of faith he's going to end up being that. But I just think it really shows like the necessity or the necessities of what some of the players have, but also just like what the roster lacks that when you're missing him, you're like, oh, wait, he is the third ball handler. No, even though we don't like that, you know, like even though that's crazy, but but it kind of proves itself out when he's not out there because Frank was for a quarter
0: what you're describing is what jack donaghy donaghy and 30 rock described as the third heat for their (laughs) ge convection oven josh green is the third heat and as much as it pains me to agree i absolutely do because he just brings that little bit element of weird just he he doesn't know what he doesn't know quite yet yeah and the mavericks need that
6: well, with, with
0: Luca out there,
6: it makes things a little bit it's just kinda like a change up pitch to the fastball. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of obvious. He's the fastball, but and then when Spencer's out there, it's like Spencer can't do this on his own. So and like you were talking about Spencer's passing earlier. I mean I kinda agree with you that just the driving kick stuff he's fine, but it's not just the lobs. It's he just takes a long time to process what the hell's going he on in front see of
0: him. shit. That drives me yet. crazy. Like, I used to think Brunson couldn't see stuff, but now I understand that Rick was basically like, hey, you're out here to score. Uh-huh. And that, that was one of his beefs with Carlisle, but Spencer does not see passes. Like, it's really, like, it's, it drives me crazy. He would, he would take so many sacks
6: as a quarterback. <laughs> Which yeah. I think the, the basketball version is there being like eight seconds left and being like I don't really know if we have I don't really know if this possession possession has a plan here and it doesn't or he couldn't see it you know what I mean but um yeah it's just like so clear with all this trade talk and stuff oh, like if it's not a- oh go ahead I,
0: thank God I wasn't on the internet because <laughs> look I love I just I need to get this off my chest so sorry Logan. I love all y'all who love spending time coming up with fake trade shit. My my homie Lauren Gunn, enjoys doing that. There's a lot. Dalton loves doing it. Mavericks ain't trading for nobody ever. If they give up anything to go get a player for this season with this team, they deserve what's coming to them.
6: Yeah, I don't – I truthfully believe there will be no picks or Josh Green or Jaden Hardy involved in anything. No.
0: Nor I, should I, they at this point. Like, what – unless the Mavericks are committed to getting worse, they shouldn't do anything. I do – I
6: can see a role-player swap type okay. scenario. Okay. But – well, all I was going to say was when it comes to the John Collins thing is, like, if they don't just get a ball handler decision-maker – It's like malpractice. Like, it's so glaring. That's what they need. Me and my friends were watching the Pelicans. And they don't really have a pure point guard. And they started to have a couple possessions that went awry. Zion's getting the ball really late. And we're like, man, they need a table setter. But, like, they have, like, three guys averaging five assists. And it's like they have more passing than a team with Luka who is the greatest passer, and you know what I mean? That's freaking crazy that, like, teams that don't even have, like, a primary initiator have more collective playmaking. And it's just, like, I've always been really into that as, like, a concept of just, like, something that's important, and being a fan of this team has made it, like, buddy, you had no idea how much you – you know what I mean? So. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Yeah.
0: Well. But that's Kevin, all. Thanks for coming I, I out.
6: I don't mean to be too negative. If we would have oh, beat the God. Bucks. We would have beat the Bucs. It set us back like two weeks. It it, it just we needed that one. All well, the that ball- was a his
0: like that was a historic loss in a season that has had at least two other historic losses, <laughs> and we're <laughs> only twenty five games in well that was the real
6: rub it, it was really it was really fun up until we lost they were playing with a lot of energy and we'd be 15 and 12 like i'd assume we'd lose in chicago and tonight would have seemed like because i'm being really negative but if we were to beat the bucks tonight would have been like man i'm glad we got out of that you know weird monday night with the thunder and instead it's like and ah, there's a lot of stuff we don't really like here you know what i mean it's just like it's so different off of one especially with the standings all crowded but sure sure
0: well thanks logan we'll talk all right, soon all right talk soon <laughs> All right. Mr. Mr. Green, take us home. You're our last caller. Give you a second to find that unmute button. Um,
7: G'day, how are you doing? How are you, buddy?
0: Yeah, all right. You make our third southern hemisphere caller this evening. Welcome.
7: Oh, we're setting a trend out here, mate.
0: I fucking love that. You're like you're, uh, Australia's our fourth our fourth biggest downloader. I did some stat polling last night. Go ahead. So what, what do you think of this evening?
7: I want to give you a bold prediction of where we're heading for the rest of the year, mate. And it's uh, firmly attached to Mark Cuban's wallet. So just having a quick look at the luxury tax tax situation, um, and we're over the cap. The fact that Christian Wood played 20 minutes and only got eight points, and it's pretty obvious the kid doesn't want him on the team. So what I think we're going to do is I think we're going to offload Wood at the deadline, so we're only a few days away. Um, so where we're going to we try
0: start. Where we can start, or what you mean, for the deadline, yeah.
7: Yep. So um, I'd say that Wood's going. Um, I'd say that Cuban wants the team under the salary cap, uh, <laughs> under the luxury attack <laughs> Yes, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, so I dare say that um, I don't think we will be playing too many more games with us. Um, i got a funny... Because we, we we don't have a pick, do we? It's going to the Knicks. It so is, there's, no, there's no benefit for us to tank unless, what, is it a top 10 protected pick or yes. something similar? Yes. So you know, I, I don't think we can fall under that. But I'd say that... Um, Wood and some salary will be going, and I'd say that we're going to try and get some picks. I think we're going to write the write the rest of the season off and just see what we can do with the guys we've got. And I think that um, Bertons or Hardaway will probably accompany Wood. Um, I think you know, we'll get Hardaway a- is like
0: selling a house that's on fire. I don't know if you can. Like, you. you've got to find a desperate buyer that thinks that – It's like, honestly, I hate to be, this is wish casting, but I think, like, the Lakers and Hardaway make some sense because they need some damn shooting. Like, they need a guy willing to take some shots, but I also think Hardaway's not the kind of guy they would actually trade for just because he's so damn inconsistent.
7: Yeah, I mean, look, um, no one's going to argue with the inconsistency part, um, but, man, I I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta do something as well, you know? Um, They're so weird. It could be possible that, Atlanta want a bit more shooting. They see Wood. They, they
0: miss Kevin Herter.
7: Oh, do they ever? Um, and you know, I, I I just don't have any good feelings about where we're at. I mean, Cubans notoriously tight. We're in the luxury tax zone. The big signing that we used to clear salary, um, you know, get rid of Boban and the and the bench crew, that hasn't worked out. Or you know, we haven't given it a chance to work it out. I just don't have any good feelings about trying to strengthen our position. And, you know, we've been playing very, very average. And the fact that we still have no offense, the fact that our proposed defense is, you know, like a colander, it's just full of holes, um, it's just so embarrassing to walk. I mean, I know Shea's a great player, but just he just walks through our defense that many times, especially after made baskets. So frustrating. Yeah. But a um yeah had. I, I but, think that we've got a rough uh a rough three quarters of the season to go because um I think there's a big shake up coming and, and it's gonna be in a in a way that none of us are gonna feel good about.
0: Man, we're about to find out because it's just it's it's I keep looking at the schedule and it's you know, they, they if they throw some things together, maybe I I just I don't know. I just don't know. I hate it because it's on the one hand, so it's like looking ahead. So everybody knows this. We'll just talk about it. They go Cleveland, Portland, Cleveland, Minnesota, Minnesota, Houston, Los Angeles. That is is tough on paper. But on the flip side, I think they could annihilate like the Wolves because the Wolves are just as fucking weird. And I think Portland is a facade of a team. Like when they're cooking, like Dame, Dame Lillard uh, apparently has hit like a bajillion threes tonight. Like you catch a team on the off night that where the shooting's not working, and the Mavericks can do some dangerous things. I mean, Cleveland, I think, is going to be a brutal, like a brutal awakening for the Mavericks because they're a huge long team with guys in the paint. It's going to be tough for Luca to score, but you know, I, every time I sort of like doubt the team, Luca comes through. So maybe it's it's maybe it's getting through the month of December with about five hundred, just like last year, and then hoping they can go. Go on a little bit of a run.
7: Look, you've said it many times to win 75% of your games. It's, you know, it's so high. They're not
0: winning 50 plus this year at this rate, but I do think they could finish 45 and 37, for example.
7: Yeah, they they definitely don't look like a a 50 win team um, this year. I mean, look, I know there's been. Some terrible losses, um, and it probably would be a lot different if you were to take five losses off our column and st- stick them in the W column. But the team is stagnant. Um, we don't. We just don't have that talented person that can take the ball at the hoop. Apart from Spence and and Luca, you know, and and we need two on the floor at all times, and that can't happen because there's the third guy's just not there.
0: That's right. It's tough, man. Tough. It is. But, hey, at least we got to win tonight. Thanks for joining again. Thanks, Kirk. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. I lied. we got one more caller. Addison, what's going on? Hey, Kirk. How are we feeling, man? I'm all right. Where are you calling in from again? New Zealand. It's Outstanding. Man, just beautiful four, summer afternoon right here. <laughs> you, you, you make four Southern Hemisphere callers. This, this, I, I love this. So, um, so what's going on?
8: representing. Yeah, hey, I've just been seeing a lot of um, my online, obviously there's been some of my rumours going out of, you know, guys like John Collins, which I'm not a fan of. But, like, I think this is coming back to I have a feeling that making the Western Conference Finals might end up biting us in the ass quite badly. Because you've seen it with past teams, like the Hawks made the Western Conference Finals, the Nuggets did, the Trailblazers did, and they've all just kind of stagnated. And especially with a team like us who our roster wasn't even as talented overall as their rosters were, I'm just worried that we kind of lead in the same way of going like, oh, we were right on the doorstep. We're so close. Like let's make it all in trade now. Let's give away all of our future pieces. I just think the best way to do it is to not rush. Like we've seen the Hawks do when they traded away their three first round picks to John F for John Murray, and now they're just in mediocrity. Like, we just can't do that. We can't afford another Chris Epps of piece that doesn't work out. So I, I don't know what the overall vibe of the, the Mavs group at the moment is, but I'm I'm very much wanting to reserve, at least for this season and maybe this offseason, just kind of hold out a bit to see what we're doing and maybe clear some space off the books. Because at the moment, we're just not in a place to go all in and
0: if I feel like if we do it that could just be kicking Luca out the door and I'm just so so worried that this could happen I mean I think that's right I think when Luca gave Luca gave an interview to a local television affiliate and everybody did the thing where we read too much into like Luca's posture, Luca's answers and most of his answers I were think... pretty good most of his answers seemed to where it's not like he's looking to leave is I think where I yeah. fall but this becomes much more of a can the Mavericks build a competitive team around him? And when I go down these rabbit holes, the James Harden comps and things like that, those Houston Rocket teams. Now, granted, Luka, or I'm sorry, Harden didn't even go to the Rockets till he was 23. So it's, it's, it's a different yeah. situation. But those teams turned over every stone to figure out how to build around him in a way that would work. It didn't work, but that doesn't mean they didn't try everything. I think our sort of concern at the moment is that everything the Mavericks tried the past four years has, it's not that they were necessarily bad. It's just, they haven't worked out. And so it's making everyone, it's making me and a lot of us a little uncomfortable because there is, you know, I I wrote about this four weeks ago, three weeks ago, there is no easy solution. What this is just going to be a slog of a season. And I I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) I don't see it at the moment.
8: Yeah, I totally get that. I'm just, my hope is that we don't, well, I'm just using John Collins as an example because, you know, there's a rumor, you know, the rumor was going around or whatever, but some like not max worthy player on the max for the next couple of years, like a, you know, a Twice Harris sort of contract. If we, if we put in a trade for someone like that where we're, Even letting go of Wood, I understand the whole uh, asset management thing about Wood's probably going to leave. But I'm almost at the point where having a terrible long-term contract like Bazinga, that was a negative as well. Like I don't see the positive in just putting two small contracts together to go like, oh, let's at least keep something on the books. Because we haven't done anything with those ones that are on the book. I don't trust it. It It almost turns into more of a negative than a positive. And so I understand where people are coming from when they're talking about wanting to, you know, have asset management and not lose wood for nothing. But I would much rather lose them for nothing than get on the books for a crappy contract. Sure.
0: I mean, I, we're, we're about to find out.
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man.
0: Of well, thanks so much, buddy. Awesome. We'll talk soon. All right. That's all I have. Man. All right. See ya. Yep. Bye. All right, guys, this has been fun. More fun than, you know, I was not really feeling it just because I'm tired, but always love talking with you guys. We'll be back here on Wednesday night. Check out Mavs Moneyball. we got a number of weird and fun things going up tomorrow. All right, guys, uh, have a better Tuesday, and we will talk Wednesday.